I think the proper term for senior gay men should be queen agers. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and I'm always in the studio with some friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. Your boyfriend's boyfriend. I'm going to cut that, man. I really am. So uh, our apologies for being late, but um, those fucking Facebook reels, man. Yeah, no. We fell into a <laughs> Facebook hole. We did. It's like you follow that little rabbit hole and you never find rabbits. You only find videos. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching Judge Judy upstairs, like, you know, go through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, young man. <laughs> I love That's that. not what I asked That's you. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> Listen to me very clearly. Is that your trash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm her. talking. That means when I'm talking, you're not. <laughs> I fucking love her. Um, you know, she retired and then she ended up coming back. Yeah. And did you know that um, I was reading an article not I would sometime last year where um, they describe her work day. So she has all of these episodes that are aired every day, but she goes into the studio and records three days, all of the episodes, all in one shot, and then they just edit them and post them every day. Yeah. It's like, who who better than her? That's good. And she's like one of the top like uh, judge shows in the world. Yeah. Who, who's second, do we know? I don't know. Is it, Is but, it important? <laughs> I mean, it's Judge Judy, for God's sake. probably, uh, what's her face? The Spanish, uh, what's her name? Oh, Laura? Yeah. Laura? No. Doctora, the, the Spanish judge. What's her name? Oh, my God. It's, I don't know. It's not Laura. Laura's the lady that has the talk show. Right. The one que va a ser desgraciado. <laughs> oh, not her. She's always cursing men out. She is. She's always attacking uh, the male guys that she has come on the show. Th- um, that's the one that has the big meme, right? Míralo. Mira la pinta de, de drogadito que tiene. <laughs> Always, she's a fucking trip. Anyway, but yeah, we got lost in a lost in the sauce there for a moment. But we're back, Um, and so as usual, quick roundtable just to catch everybody up on what we've been up to. So um, I'll start with me. It was my birthday this weekend. Yes, it was. It was. It was a quiet one. Nothing ostentatious. Nothing crazy. Uh, Mom came over. Um, My auntie came over. You remember my auntie, right? Uh Very well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's a funny story at the bar with my aunt one year, like many years ago, like four or five years ago. Um, and then Nick came over, Jay came over and, um, they had like four cakes. I got a cock for my birthday. You did. You you got a Coke cock from from the way it was described. It can't be a Coke cock because there's (laughs) holes at the bottom. And so the coke would fall out. And but I that's the way it was introduced to you yeah. or given to you. So by your family. It's your coke it, cock. Is that is that what she said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's what like, here, so you can put your coke in it. And I was like, What? <laughs> okay. Like, where the fuck was I? You completely missed it, did you? I it's right over my head. Girl. I was like, that's why I was like quickly, I was like, Oh, you can put your weed in it. Mm. <laughs> but 
No, but it's cute. <laughs> it's all night long. Look at my cock. Look at my I cock. I thought you were going to have it here on display. Well, I should have, right? It's upstairs, but I'm not uh, going upstairs. Maybe I will get it during the break. During the break. I'll bring yeah. it down and show everybody. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it was very quiet and um, uneventful. Uh, we sat outside. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a beautiful day until the evening. Then it started getting chilly. Um, when the fuck is summer going to get here? I don't know. I can't wait. I can't wait until it's nice and warm outside. And we All can we're sit getting out there. is the tip. Right. I want the whole ship. What, all what is we're it? Getting you want the tip? tip you yeah. want the shaft? You want all of it? All right. Of it. I did. And then um, one of your Steves came over. He's uh, not my Steve. I'm fine. A Steve came over. Thank you. Um, also, and he bu- he bought table. us a piece of meat. Oh my god! A, oh, a piece it, of fillet. And he cooked it on the grill, and it was life. And then all three of us passed out on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Gone. Yep. I bet. I woke up. They were both gone. I was like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> it was complete and utter food coma. And um, so, yeah, this this mother turned 43. And uh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, shit's downhill from here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got you a walker. You're okay. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah. So it's got little wheels in the front and two, like, uh, tennis balls on, on the other end so that I don't scrape the brand new walker. Um, so I just drag the balls like I do my own because, you know, they're just <laughs> you've been dragging balls for lower a while <laughs> and lower and lower gravity, man. Yeah, gravity. gravity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. That was uh, in a nutshell. So um, thank you, everyone who wished me happy birthday on Facebook and who took the time to text and call and do all that good stuff. And my friends for coming and always being there and enjoying in my uh, uneventful festivities. Because I don't like to do very big ostentatious parties. That's never been me. And so, it's more me. Yeah, she's she's more of the you know. Yeah, it's all about her. <laughs> and um, and then that was it. What about you, Trish? I mean, you literally same. just covered my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and she stayed here. And um, and this time I actually managed to actually catch her before she before her puffiness or after. Mm-hmm. Because she went into the bathroom and put her deep puffer on, mm-hmm. and then it worked its magic. And she sat down and she was like a little porcelain doll sitting next to me. I was like, Oh, your puffiness is gone. Okay, nice. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but she stayed over. What about you, Jay? Nice. How are you? It was good. I had a good time, hung out for a bit. And Saturday, I did all my running around like I normally do. And Sunday, we spent it at home with the family. They came over. I cooked, I got up like a 7 a.m. to cook for the family. Had the great grandkids come over, do a little Easter egg hunt in the front of the house, and it was pretty nice. It was chill. It was nice, decent weekend. I had a good time with you guys here. Okay, so Easter egg hunt. <laughs> Happy Easter, by the way, or Passover, or whatever it is that you celebrate, or don't, or don't. Um, speaking of egg, uh, Easter egg hunts, do you, so do you like hard, cause do no, you hard you put boil? It a, you put it in a plastic egg. Yes. Oh, so you use, pl- yeah, I was going to say because eggs are so motherfucking expensive right now. Oh, no, it's we like, ain't doing that. we reeking, we don't waste food like that. I'll be boiling them shits and then nah. you're, you're, oh, cracking them open after people oh, found them. Oh yeah, they'll be eating chopping them, them shits. Up. No, no, that's for coloring eggs. When you do an Easter egg hunt, <clears throat> you literally have plastic eggs and you put stuff in it. Right. Yes. Like, like what? Money, candy, candy, little toys. 
what's an appropriate amount of money to put in one of these eggs? Because so, I mean, if there's a lot of money, I'm coming every Easter so egg hunt like, next year. Some people do a dollar. Some people do like coins, fifty cents. So my family did so we'll we'll dollar bills or five dollar bills. So, but not many of them. But there was always one with either a fifty or a hundred, and it was a fucking brawl. It was a <laughs> you went for that fucking egg. So, so, but how do you know that's the egg, though? Is it? You just try to get as many as you can, hoping that you're going to get the egg with a hundred dollar bill. So you're fighting right. for any eggs you see yeah. on the floor. Shit, I'm going to go to all the Easter egg hunts and push all the kids out <laughs> the, the way. Like, the move, way. that's mine. Maybe Start when they get old, who's my trust fund, yeah. bitch? Get out. <laughs> We're evil. We're evil. Okay, so 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 you you can put candy, money. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've so I have never been. I've never participated in Easter egg hunt. It's funny because one of my good friends does a different type of Easter egg hunt for adults. Explain. Oh, so instead of money or candy, he puts coke and weed. No, well, you can't do that (laughs) too. But he gets the bigger ones and he puts nips in them. Oh, nice. Oh, those are cool. <laughs> oh, the big eggs. Yeah, yeah, and then hides them all around the house, and then you run around and grab them. Those are goose eggs. Yeah. They're big ones. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, can you imagine? So you put booze, you can put poppers in it, lube, mm-hmm. um, and oh, then it just turns into a, a sex party afterwards. A um, <laughs> it's Easter, but okay. <laughs> so? There's no kids around. It's an adult party. Yeah, I mean... Normally you're with your family, but if you're with your friends, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Obviously, I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, my God. I hate when I don't ex, ex- specify. Look at me. Ex. When I don't specify. A specificity. Yeah. I got to be specific, you know. Um. So, yeah, definitely friends. Friends. Yeah. Good looking I mean, ones. we can do that without it being Easter. Right. We can just. Why don't we go hide eggs in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then wander around and hope for the best. Right. Meet me we'll put them on Long Wharf Drive. Okay. No. no, we'll go to East Rock and we'll put um we'll put eggs um all around the the grounds and then when they find them they get directions go twenty trees up three trees left. That's a that's a whole uh, what do you call that a. Uh, um, scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Oh, those are fun too. At yeah. the end of that, just make sure there's some penicillin. <laughs> Something. The last egg is a Z pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck making it to that last one. Oh my god, that's too funny. No, but but overall, um, I mean, I, I I get the gist of the holiday. I'm just not a you know me neither. So religious person. So. Um, whatever. I hope everyone had fun and, you know, had a good time. I ate a lot as, as per usual, but it was fun. It was fun. Anything else? No, we just, we just, I, I cooked. I I barely ate. I guess, you know, you're cooking and just tasting stuff. I, which was weird. So this one (laughs) is the, the father of, of crazy unconventional things to put on chicken. We were having a conversation outside on the patio before we went live. And before we got lost in the sauce with judge Judy, (laughs) um, you were talking about something you did with chicken. Explain. Oh, so I, I marinated the chicken. We're supposed to be doing, um, barbecue chicken. Mm -hmm. I didn't find any barbecue sauce. So the day before I marinated the chicken with some, my Spanish seasoning, adobo sazon, garlic, Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, lightly. Then I found some sweet soy sauce and I just threw that in a little bit of brown sugar, mixed it up real well and let it sit overnight. No, you added one and more thing. No, the oh. when I cooked the chicken, 
we didn't we still didn't have any barbecue sauce so i made my own sauce so i did uh, soy sauce brown sugar grape jelly ketchup forgot to say that okay and, and a little bit of brown sugar with starch and then you just mix it and it becomes a thick like a thick sweet sauce and then you know you have the acidity from the ketchup mm. you have the sweetness from the jelly and the soy sauce has the saltiness so like just a nice mix it, it came out delicious Jay's secret I, sauce yeah right yeah. and they destroyed it I, I i barely had enough left over for lunch so i'm gonna they go get a couple of pounds it. of chicken <laughs> and i'm just gonna just toss it over yeah. to you i'll grab some grape jelly we'll get some sweet soy sauce yeah, and, and fresh I'm garlic let you try it. I mince some garlic right on top of it and let it sit overnight oh my god that sounds so good mm-hmm. i'm getting hungry now i had some for lunch i have one piece of chicken left for lunch today. that's because i hit it otherwise i was telling you my daughter who's family. yeah my daughter and debbie doesn't eat like that and she ate three plates mm. three plates wow. and she's like real fan <laughs> she's like oh you put your foot on it i was like oh, i guess so because no leftovers to put away oh. i actually packed stuff on the side to clean up mm-hmm. and then i was like well i'll let it i told everybody i'm just packing it so that i can clean up the pots and pans I turned around and half of the stuff I put away, they they ate before they even left. Mm. So there you go. Everything went. So I guess it was a successful day. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was good. And my daughter made a uh, a penil pork shoulder. Yeah, and that yeah that went that went as well too. Wow. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. No rice left over. I think there was a little <laughs> bit of pasta salad this morning, and my daughter took it for lunch. Yeah, that's another thing I did. I did a, a like a tuna oh, macaroni yeah. salad. Oh my god, it was so good. It was gone. Yeah, and tuna casserole. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, my wife makes it, but she makes it slightly different. Yeah, I just put peppers, onions, tuna. um, the tuna, the obviously, tuna. Yeah. a little bit of mayo, and and the pasta. It was good. Um, it was delicious. Yeah, and so I made it once, and my grandmother loved it. And that was the first time I had ever made it. And she was coming over and we had a big get together at my house. This was like, um, I would say probably about two or three years before she passed. And um, she loved it so much that I never had an opportunity to make it again. And my aunt would always ask me for it. Can you please make it again? You know, the last time, you know, we had it was when grandma was alive and and she loved it. And I really would like to have some more. So I made it uh, over the weekend and she took half a fucking like tray of that thing she goes like i'm gonna go sit at home and eat this all by it was, myself it was good it i know was good. i was excited to come back on saturday and have some leftover and he's like no my <laughs> aunt took it all but like, i could have made a fresh batch i still had we all the ingredients busy. you know we were busy falling asleep on the couch <laughs> no we went and saw a movie oh we did yeah we did so How was it so i'll let trish um explain because she she's a harry potter fanatic so why don't you tell us what we saw so for Tom's birthday, I asked him if he wanted to go see The Secrets of Dumbledore with me, which I know that you love, mm-hmm. um, as do I. Um, and so he was like, yeah. So I booked the tickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> for the wrong date. <laughs> for the next day. I came over on Saturday about an hour before we had to be there. And he was like, what time do we have to be there? And so I pulled the tickets. I'm like, oh, fuck. I booked them for yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you missed it? So no. no. Well, yeah, we missed it. So then, yeah, we missed that up. That uh, yeah, that filming. because he bought the tickets for Friday. For and Friday we were going instead Saturday. of Saturday. Right. Oh, so crap. I rebooked another two pair of tickets, and we went and saw the movie. And so you lost those tickets. So I have a request in for a refund, but 
pretty much I was the dumbass, so I can't blame them. Or, yeah, but if you don't use them, you still lose out on them. I, that's a little. No, I think I think they'll they'll, yeah. they'll do. And plus, you you signed up for the membership, so they may give you just two credits. We'll see towards whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. so so we went and we saw the movie, and it was good. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you seem I, puzzled. I, we, we, I, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was really good, but I also felt like it wasn't as action packed as I thought it would be. Um, supposedly there's one more coming out. Um, we've learned a lot in the movie about, you know, Dumbledore's history and. Well, that's the problem with, with a lot of these movies that they're doing, even with Marvel. A lot of these movies, the people complain, oh, there's, there wasn't enough action, you know, because you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. But, but I love but you the history these, yeah, part the of it, too. Yeah, the storylines. Yeah. I mean, after you gotta have Endgame, some storylining, yeah. After Endgame, it's like, that's all everybody expects, but then they don't realize or, or they fail to recall or remember that the main fighting scene only lasted like 30 minutes and the other two and a half hours or three hours of the film was just sort of kind of like Natasha Romanov just moping in that little seat of hers <laughs> with her fellow, you know, whatever, whoever was left. Yeah. Um, but anyway, continue. But yeah, no, but it was really good. And there was this one moment in the show I mean, in the movie, where we finally get confirmation that Dumbledore is, you know, on the spectrum in some way. Oh, yeah. Um, He admits that he, you know, was in love with Grindelwald. Right. Um, And and that was a really uh, kind of powerful moment for me. I don't know if it was for you. It was very small and short, but. Well, it was, but there was also a lot of significance uh, with the. with the vial that he carries, uh, it's it's, it's a, a blood pack or blood vow, right? Because he made a blood yeah. vow with them that, um, you know, they would always um, be there for each other, and as long as that blood pact was um, intact, neither one can harm each other, mm-hmm. right? And so they, even if they tried, they wouldn't be able to kill each other. Yeah. Um, and so that's all I'm going to say about that because there's a lot more that happens in the movie. I found it a little stringy. Meaning that it strung along the storyline a little too much. Like you, I wanted to see a little bit more action. I wanted to see a little bit more, um, you know, malicious. The things that you come to expect, you know, because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, movies that gave us, um, you know, um, Thou Who Shall Not Be Named, Voldemort, and, you know, and and just the the very deep and, and, like very like dark mm-hmm. and what we got was just a setup right and also a a callback to some of the older films um or the original films because it also explains a lot of the things that that um you know that that they hint at in the original films right gotcha. yeah um, there was a lot of um information that you needed to <clears throat> absorb right well, it's, it's similar, like if you ever read comic books growing up, it, it was never straight to the action scene. You know what I mean? It, they always give you, usually within the first issue, they'll give you like a storyline and then right. you jump into the action as, you know, mm-hmm. second second issue. Right. And then you start, so the battles usually start at the end and then you got to buy the next one to figure out what the hell's going on. And mm-hmm. they're pretty, for me, they're following those, that tape type of routine so people automatically expect it's going to be a fight from the get-go. And 
If that's what you're expecting, you're going to be disappointed. What's the actor's name that plays uh, Dumbledore? Um, uh, oh, my <clears throat> God. Um, Jude Law. Jude Law. Oh, my God. He did such a good job. And he actually looks very handsome as a daddy with the beard on and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. And the very, you know, English suit and the whole nine yards. And one of the, I found myself getting very nostalgic because um, the reveal of Hogwarts, for example, right? When they finally get to Hogwarts and you see it. You don't see it in the grandeur that you do in, like, for example, the last five Harry Potter films. But you get to see it in its original, like, you know, 1910, back then, what it was like. Um, and I felt a little nostalgic when they did the aerial view of the castle and, or the school and you see it for the first time in the film. Um, and then you also learn, you know, obviously we knew that there was a Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, the the uh, Obscuro was a Dumbledore. But mm-hmm. in the last film, they had already made that clear that he was. Right. But we didn't know from where or from who correct right who these he decided from and that's all i'm gonna say well they they do say that uh the uh, newest jk rowling movie has worst opening in franchise history well i mean you know i think that probably has to do a lot with her being canceled yeah right um you know there's no doubt that she is an amazing writer right and i think that we've explored this conversation before but it's worth you know mentioning it because there's a lot of controversy behind some of the comments that she's made uh, in regards to a section of our community, right? She's been very vocal about being uh, anti-trans. But in the same light, she writes this film and she makes, um, you know, suggestions that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were, were romantically involved. And so... In in one aspect, she embraces a part of our uh, of our community, and in another, she shoots it down. Yeah. And that has been um, a, a topic of of discussion now for the better part of all the Harry Potter films. You know, actually, in the last six or seven years, really, you even seen, when they did the reunion, she was like not a part of it, right? Um, because of her stance and. While I went and saw the movie, I'm still conflicted about her views in regards to our trans brothers and sisters. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a very, very hard thing to do because in, in, if you're a parent, an LGBTQ plus parent, for example, um, you want your children to be able to experience the, the, the amazingness that was the Harry Potter films, right? And so uh, if you're an LGBTQ plus family, do you deny your child the opportunity to um, grow up in this amazing wizarding world just because, you know, the writer or the author of these books are now anti-trans, right? What do you do in that case? Like, how how do you do, do you maneuver those feelings of knowing that you're allowing potentially your children as an LGBTQ plus family to watch films where the author herself is condemning or... Um, going hard against a part of our community. I don't know how to answer that question. Honestly, I don't. Right. It's, it's, it's a catch 22. Yeah. Right. And the same way you can answer that question is the same way that a lot of people feel very conflicted because these are good movies. It's they're great books. There's a lot of good lessons to be learned um, by either letting your children read the books or watching the films. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess the only thing I can say is that as an adult, 
you decide, you make that decision for yourself, how much you're willing to let go to allow your children to experience something that's been experienced the world over for the past two decades. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. They just had the reunion, right? Yeah. So interesting, but the movie was good. It well, was good. In lighter note, um, China also released the film and, uh, Warner brothers, approved a six second cut for the film do you think what do you know what that cut was so the cut was where they mentioned that dumbledore and grindelwald were romantically involved Uh uh-huh of course there were two lines that were cut when he said (coughs) i was in love with you right and the summer grindelwald and i fell in love Right. And and that doesn't surprise me, right? I mean, because it's China. They have control of what their people have access to. Um, media, movies are asked to make serious, like, changes mm-hmm. uh, before they can air in that market. And, you know, honestly, that's a huge market. And some of these films and studios, they want to make money. And so they'll do whatever they need to do to, be, to, you know, to be allowed to actually premiere these movies worldwide. Yeah, no, no. So. I mean, I get it, but it's fucked up. It is absolutely, you know, but that's, that's the world they live in. Thankfully for us, we get to see it in its entirety. Right. So Jay, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's people that in China that if they want to see the actual, Oh, they know. Yeah. Oh, they know. Yeah. Oh, they know. They'll get around it. There's always a workaround. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, people <laughs> in the Asian community that are part of the, our community, both in China and around the world. Mm-hmm. And so they're not stupid. And, you know, there's other lines in the movie that actually infer to it anyway. But can you imagine, you know, the gay Chinese kid that's here studying abroad, calling his brother or cousin or gay friend in China being like, oh, my God, did you see the secrets of Dumbledore? Oh, my God, it was so great. But Dumbledore's finally come out. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah, that didn't happen. (laughs) That didn't happen. Well, what version of the fucking movie did you watch? Oh, Um, my God. That version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and believe it or not, China's not the only place that um, actually censors. Oh, Russia sure. does the same thing. Um, well, yeah, a lot of different, a lot of, there's a lot of countries that don't allow it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're lost. They're lost. So the Boston Marathon was today. Um, finally, it came back. Um, the Boston Marathon has always been held on Patriots Day, um, which falls on a Monday. And uh, for the last two years, uh, well, in 2020, the Boston Marathon was canceled. In 2021, they moved it up to the month of June or July, I believe, because of COVID. Um, or no, in the fall. They, w- they wanted to wait until the falls because of COVID to prevent, you know, to, to not have as strict measures yep. um, for it. And then this year, they actually moved it back up to its original date, which is Patriot's Day, which today is Patriot's. Today's Monday, right? Yeah, it's Patriots Day. And we so that happens. We start on Monday, so I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Girl. It's like it's all blending. Um, like my makeup. No, that'd be my makeup. And it's not blended well today. But anyway. It's more runny no. than blended. But, but you know, there there's a lot of runners. Um, it's a 27-mile course. 27 miles. Can you imagine? <sighs> Throughout the entire city of Boston. The only way I'm running across 27 miles is if there's a food truck every other mile. <laughs> I'm right there with you. 
Oh my tacos God. I would, I for tacos. Would, oh, I yes. run 27 miles for tacos. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> then they need to, they need to move the, 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 so they'll need to move the marathon to Tuesday so that we can say taco marathon Tuesday. Tuesday taco Tuesday marathon. I would just hear my ankles and knees cracking the entire time. And she wouldn't care. She's chewing meat. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. No, I would run a 27 mile course for tacos. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, instead of water. <laughs> no, I mean, you would drink water, but you know, they'll be handing you tacos, tacos on the side of the water, line. Yeah. Here's a taco. Here's a water. Keep running. No, that, that would be cool. But yeah, but that happened today. And um, it was exciting to see, you know, to see it on TV. I watched a little bit of it. And uh, that was fun. And we're 20 minutes in, excuse me, 28 minutes into the recording. Are we going to take a break today? I leave it up to you two. Okay. Well, um, we did say that we we were going to go get my cock um, during the break. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a a small break and, um, and we'll be back. Okay. Here we go. All right. Welcome back from that short little break. <laughs> well, it wasn't as short as I thought, but it is. I got my cock, people. There it is. Shiny. There it is. Bring it close to the camera, Sparkly. can you? Can sure, you? Sure, let's go show them your cock. It's it's just a cock. It's a cock. It's a rooster. We call those a cock. Look at that. It's very colorful and um let me focus on it. Look at that. Open it up. It opens up. Isn't it cute? I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's my new favorite thing. Oh, oh, I know, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. So cute. Oh, my God. It is. It is. Um, But, yeah, so I I got that as a gift. That that was a random gift, but when I pulled it, I was like, oh, my God, it's a cock. (laughs) I loved it. It was fun. Uh, But, anyway, we are back, um, and uh, we're going to jump into a couple of stories that we have for you. So I think I'm going to cover the Laura Ingram one first because I want to end on a somewhat good note today. Um, so I want to talk about uh, Fox uh, News host uh, Laura Ingram. Mm-hmm. So she, as we know, has been uh, an avid anti-gay um you know, she criticizes everything that that has to do with, you know, freedom of speech or someone's right to be gay. But a lot of people don't know that she has a gay brother and her gay brother gave her a scathing Twitter um, tweet the other day in regards to something that she was covering on her show. And so Laura Ingram's estranged gay brother called the conservative television host a monster on social media for her support of an anti-LGBTQ plus legislation uh, and also for supporting uh, Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin, as you know, who is currently um, sanctioned and authorized a, a an attack on a sovereign a nation. War. Uh, which has turned into a full blown out, you know, war and massacre of a lot of Ukrainian people. Um, but yeah, she she goes on. Uh, Curtis Ingram was upset uh, with uh, an earlier tweet by his sister on Tuesday, in which she accused the left of trying to destroy children's innocence in the name of tolerance. The tweet from his sister showed a clip from a segment titled Doom and Groom, what, uh, which appeared on Fox on her Fox News show, The Ingram Angle. Uh, it dubbed a queer inclusive curriculum. 
and she's quoted as saying it's being uh, secretly rolled out without parents' knowledge by the National Association of Independent Schools. Uh, she went on to say, gone are the days when they're just teaching about human reproduction. Now, by fifth grade, they're taught about sexual expression. And he really didn't take too kindly to that. Obviously, he's gay, so he tweeted and said this um this is rich coming from uh, my putin levin sister who seems okay with children being killed in ukraine looks like she's had a new trope in hand to further rile her uh and anger her followers and i try not to you know um give space or give my time to People, for example, that um, are on the Fox network um, of pundits because this is the kind of stuff that they usually talk about. And they talk about, you know, parents rights and, and, and that we're talking about the fact that we're teaching our children sexual expression by fifth grade. Um, and that's not necessarily true because we're not talking about sexual expression. We're talking about gender and identity. Um, which is clearly a different concept, right? And yeah. that's the problem. We had this conversation yeah. before. I think there's a difference between what they think we're teaching and creating a space that's safe. Right. And I think that's what you know. I'm more concerned about is that you know we need to create spaces in the education system for kids to feel safe with their sexual expression. And when I say sexual expression, I don't mean sexual, I don't mean sex. What I mean is if you feel a certain way, you should feel comfortable expressing that and you should feel safe in doing so. Right. And but see that's that's the conundrum that that I was talking about before. The fact that the word sexual is in homosexual or pansexual Heterosexual. or sexual um, the fact that the word sexual is in those descriptors for people who are attracted to someone either of the same sex or someone uh, of the opposite sex or someone who would like to transition to a different sex, the word sex in itself implies that there's something sexual about it. Mm -hmm. And it pisses me off when people confuse both. Right. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know. Obviously, you know, there's something wrong with this woman. There's something wrong with a lot of people that, you know, obviously report on Fox News. Tucker Carson is one of those people. Hold on. I want to go back to what you were just saying. Like, So what, you know, we are homosexuals. They are heterosexuals. Like, right. what, what then do we, how do we remove the, you know sexual component we need to find a new word we need to find new words to identify people who are attracted to someone just like them right yeah and avoid using the word sex because that's where the controversy comes in there's nothing sexual about being homosexual you simply I mean, attracted a, little man, but. a little bit but you're simply attracted to someone of the same sex meaning you're a male i'm a male right. it's all about gender right, right? Um, but because the word sex is in there, that triggers your mind. You immediately go to something naughty or something, um, you know, prohibitive for someone who's five years old or six years old right. or 10 years old. Um, and for me, that's that's where we're having a problem. We, we have a communication problem in regards to how we want to communicate, um, being able to allow our children and humans to have a safe space to live who they truly are and, and who they feel. But I think sometimes, I mean, I, I know it's a descriptive, right? 
it's it's you know homosexual it's it's it doesn't mean that it's a you know homosexual male trying to have sex with other people it's how it describes your orientation correct right. so people instead of they don't understand that it's it's not the fact that it's said incorrectly is that people understand it right so the understanding of the meaning is incorrect uh, so you know cuz heterosexual still has sexual Right. Doesn't mean that. Yeah, but it's normal. But it's normal. And they don't use it often. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not so, used to describe normal people. Correct. Correct. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and so when I, when I, I'll say this to you. So take the word homosexual, take the word homo out and just say sex. Yep. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, intercourse. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And that's the problem that we're having. We have a communication issue in regards to how we want to approach this new reality that we live in. Um, where gender expression and the fact that we want to be able to be safe in our spaces is a very important topic Mm -hmm. um, and that needs to be addressed, but we can't because parents are fucking flipping out because they think that we're teaching their kids sex in school. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you're looking at at these politicians that are trying to put these bullshit laws into Mm -hmm. place, they're the ones, I mean, their, their career, you know, their career is is to make people agree that with the, with their nonsense, regardless of how much BS is involved. It's a wordplay on things, right? So they, you know, they they take the whole word homosexuality and they make it all about sex, right? Because you know, gay people would only do is just have sex with gay people and rape kids. That's all they they mm-hmm. that's all they teach, you know that. Like there's nothing else happening. They don't work. They don't live. That that all they do is prey on people. We jump out of behind trees and cars and rape people. You know, <laughs> so that's that's what they feed people. And then individuals that don't know any better and do their quote unquote research online, you know, mm, don't get the correct education. Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I I feel like I long for the I mean obviously I feel like it's important to be a strong community together and move the narrative forward but I think that you know I long for the day where you know heterosexuality or homosexuality isn't something that we identify ourselves by it's just I am me like who are you like it's not who I am I am me and this is the person I've fallen in love with right. you know what I mean it's not about the fact that I'm homosexual because that's not real. I mean, yes. Is sex a part of it when you find a partner in life or when you decide to explore your sexuality? Sure. But the reality is that's not what it's all about. I mean, it's about finding your person. It's, it's about being yourself and being true to yourself. Right. I think we need to find a way to be able to talk about our individuality without, without the word sex. I agree 100%. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what it is. The, the our, our right to exist as humans needs to be described um better. And yeah, I think but, that But why why should you have to make that change to make people feel comfortable? Heterosexual individuals don't see that need. I think the reason I mean, I I I understand. I understand the stance. I'm not disagreeing with you 100%, but I feel like in order, instead of just saying, yeah, well, I'm a homosexual male who likes being with other men, you feel like now it's a targeted word. Right. So you need to find a softer word. I think it's about removing the sexual context. Not, behind not even the sexual context, but I think, I think when we're talking about this, it's about removing an aspect 
in which a certain demographic could find a way to target you. Right. And but attack it, you. They're going to attack right. you regardless. I yeah, mean, you're right. Their view on it. I, I think that, I th- that's the whole reason why yeah. we as a community chose to describe ourselves as gay. Yeah. Right. Gay means happy. Right. And we took that word and ran with it. Um, and, and for me, you know, I, I think we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go on and much more conversations will need to be had in regards to how we approach this subject, not only in schools, right? Because our history belongs in schools. How do we address that? But also in society and how do, how do we find a way to be better communicators to get our point across and to make people understand that in the end, like you said, we long for the day that we can just say, this is the human that I fell in love with, and this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And this yeah. is my individuality. Like- right. And what happens behind four walls and in my bed is of no concern to you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect your family in any way. It doesn't affect mine because my children don't see that. Just like your children don't see you. I mean, there were occasions <laughs> in where I heard my mother doing questionable things. Um, but you know, those are just growing pains, I suppose. But Every I mean, child has just that. Turn the volume up on the moment. TV and right. uh, keep it moving. Right. <laughs> you know what the story is like throwing me back to? It's throwing me back to when I was in Florida and I called in that one time. Right. And I talked a little bit about my interaction with my sister that one night and um, how the term gay was being thrown or thrown around a lot with this negative connotation. And here I am trying to explain that. I think we're still at this like weird place in life where we, our generation grew up with this concept of, you know, attaching these negative connotations to these certain words that identify a whole group of people. And we need to move away from that. And not saying anything about it too. So, because we're we're, I'm part of a generation. I'm sure you are too. And where, but it's the same thing with sex, though. I think I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but it's the same thing with sex. Like, you know, our 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 culture, American culture, they have literally repressed that word for us for so long. It's not okay to have a conversation. It's so awkward to have a conversation with your parents. It's so awkward to say the word sex in public. Everything is. It's under like the dome of silence. Like we should be able to talk openly and freely, not only about our sexual orientation, but about sex in general. And if we did that, there would be, you know, more sexual education. There would be more kids that aren't finding themselves in situations where they're pregnant, where they're sick, where they need medication because they haven't taken care of themselves. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally about the, our culture repressing, not only you know, the gay word or the gay concept, but sex in general. So when we put those two things together, we have a huge issue. We have two things that we don't want to talk about. Right. And not only that, it also, I think sometimes when we're among certain friends, we, we can have the, we have those conversations. I think we, we have, Pretty, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, in in the open, it it is what it is. It's you're a fucking adult, you know? Um, there is definitely a time and a place especially if there's children around. So, I mean, it's just being a fucking adult. <laughs> That's but all it comes right. down to, right? But if, if your you, child comes to you and asks you about oh, no, no, something yeah. sexually, you should never shame them. Never, like, it should be, okay, 
now it's time to have well, an open, yeah. healthy communication with limitations, of course. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, and I, and I mean, in, in that direction, I mean, let's say we were, for example, when we went to to the uh, um, to the event, right, to the um, drag show that we right. went to. Mm-hmm. So there were people there with children, right? right. And there was some adult content going in. But if I notice that there's a child there that's questionable in age, because again, you also gotta. Watch the age group, right? right. But, but but that not so only- you're not you're not gonna have a conversation about sucking dick and eating ass. Oh no! But, but they did. But they did. They, they. But that was part of the performance. But as right. a table, you would tone that down. Oh, of certain, course. You know what I mean? But. but- you also have to keep in mind that the parent chose exactly. to bring this child so there's to a, yeah. this restaurant where they were having a drag, a performance, drag performance that could potentially expose the child to material that he or or she or they or them may not understand for their age. But then it becomes their responsibility to take it upon themselves to educate, to educate. that and, child. And when that child comes with a question, it's their responsibility to cater the conversation so that it's not a shaming conversation but an educational one yeah obviously admitting you know omitting out certain aspects because right. you have a child yeah. but like it, you have then a responsibility yeah and i and i think it's um you know when you're like when i was raised i mean i was raised in a household with with my, my mother raised eight of us on her own i didn't have the father figure my brothers were all older than me so they were never really home mm-hmm. so growing up as a as a as a boy growing up and you have questions there really wasn't necessarily anybody that i felt comfortable because you wouldn't talk about sex you don't talk about penis you don't those words were never said you know so hygiene wise it gets uncomfortable sometimes if you don't know better right um so now with like for example now with my grandkids i try to talk to them about stuff but my my daughter's so you know mm-hmm. you don't talk about stuff like that and she she always has this thing that you know people address you and talk about sexual th- uh, things they're after you you know so but, she she has the stigma that's exactly um, what i'm talking about yeah. when you when you say to your child or when somebody you know when they come to you and they they're bringing something to you and you say no that's something we don't talk about Correct. or or that's something that that you're not ready for that in their brain is going to trigger a shaming effect. Yes. And so now we are literally feeding into what the is the issue with sexuality and the homo, gay, yeah. hetero, whatever, yeah. and putting those two things together, right? So yeah. we're just... Cre- yeah, so when... The, yeah, my, my thing is like where I was going with that also was when my grandkids are over and they jump in the shower, I tend to walk in and be like, hey, make sure you... Wash down their end. They're like, Grandpa. And I'm like, you know, they don't have that male figure at home. Right. So you, you got to teach them proper hygiene mm-hmm. without making it a, a, you know, taboo. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, no, you got to make sure you wash right down there. And you have the skin, you got to pull back and make sure you lather up and soap and rinse. You don't want to catch an infection. They're like, really? You know, they're little boys, but it's something you need to teach them at a young age. Right. Armpits might... My grandkids, even the twins, the twins from birth, they sweat like grown men. Like literally, they leave. <laughs> my yeah, brother. Oh my no, God. they they literally leave like wet spots on the bed, like mm. really bad. And that's from. You sure, birth. they're not peeing the bed. No, <laughs> trust me. The first time I thought they were peeing, sweat. Literally, I peed right? my bed until I was seven. No, wow. they they literally their clothes. Yeah, their clothes. Nasty. They're, they they at at three and four years old. They had athlete's foot. They sweat like grown men. So 
again, you know, make sure you wash, make sure you wash your butt right. Make sure. <laughs> so, so sometimes, you know, my daughter is like, oh, no, you know, don't let nobody touch you. It's not about touching you. It's about telling them how to clean right, right? Right. So you have to be careful because sometimes trying to just give simple instructions could become something else. Right. right. Especially with or children because be they don't understand. Or could be perceived else. as something else. Right. So I mean, one thing is, I mean, I love my grandkids. I would kill anybody that would do something like that to them. But you also have to keep in right. mind that people don't know exactly what's going on. So if I address the boys, I make sure the bathroom door is wide open. I make sure my wife's in the area. And I'm like, hey, go tell them. No, you tell them. All right. I want to make sure that somebody knows what conversations going on because things can be perceived completely. Oh, 100%, yeah. You right. can walk into a room and then all of a sudden, why is he talking to this kid about his penis? You know, it's like, yeah, that's not a conversation you should have, or at least you can presume that. But right. at so, the same time, right? So like when I was a kid, I didn't feel comfortable going to my dad and saying this or that about my penis yeah, exactly. or this or that about my butt. You kind of learn with your friends in school, right? Well, <laughs> somewhat. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, like that is kind of a healthy situation, but like the reality is it's like our, 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 the next generation I'm hoping grows up in a more healthy environment in which they, they can openly feel comfortable saying, Hey mom, Hey dad, is this normal? Hey mom, hey dad, I have a question about this, and they're not like we don't talk about that, yeah. right? Yeah, because that's important. Yeah, we need knowledge is power. Yeah, and if we continue to say like we don't talk about that, or you know, like talk to your father, right. or you know what I mean, if they're coming to you, they want to come to you for a reason. Don't don't push them away. Exactly. Tell you them know, why they should probably yeah. talk to their well, father instead. Yeah. Don't shame them. For us, the, my household's always been women. I mean. Right. I, I had four girls. My niece lived with us. Uh, I had a, I, I lived with like eight women for like almost nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're, I'm used to being around women. So women sometimes have, like I have my daughter's cousins. They're in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, girl, please. <laughs> I'd be like, I could give you tips. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, so, that's a funny, it's a perfect example <laughs> because like my niece, my, my brand new niece, I've had two nephews and I've changed so many diapers, so many boys' diapers, but I've never changed a girl diaper. And when I went to change her diaper for the first time, front to back, grandma, to back. grandma was there, and she's like, <laughs> "What are you changing the diaper?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to change the diaper. Like I've done plenty." And she's like, "But have you ever, you know, dealt with the chocha?" And, <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? I haven't. Will you come over here and show me?" Yeah. Like that is what it's like. Right. Feel comfortable you have having conversation. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that, and that's, yeah, again, you know, I when I married my wife, my girls were already, they weren't in diapers except for chastity. And chastity was eight months old right. when we first started, uh, when we got together again. <laughs> so um, I never really dealt with her because I, I wasn't comfortable race, being raised in a household where it was mainly men. Uh, we were always taught all of our grown-ups men don't change little girls that's the way we were raised so you know i was like no men don't touch you know men don't change little girls diapers that just it's unheard of nobody in my family any of the males anyway from my father's side i knew from the get-go that so my wife used to be like go change the baby and i'll just be like "Mm, no i don't i don't change girls yeah you know you know (laughs) know, what's really perplexed me for many years for something that as adults, the the act of sharing in, in the pleasures of the flesh, 
for something that as adults we enjoy so much, we really work very hard at shaming it for yes. young youngsters. Yes. Like it's it's not shameful for us when we're doing it. Um, but we work very hard at making it shameful for our youngsters. And in turn, they grow up feeling insecure about themselves, their bodies, um, how to handle situations. Um, you know, our children can learn so much from us if we were just open, mm-hmm. honest, and give give them an opportunity to prove to us that they could have that conversation and understand and um, and learn yeah. from the experiences of your parents. If you yeah. find it pleasurable, why are you going to shame your your yeah. son, your daughter, or or someone who may identify as something else um, in in having that 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 same reaction to something that is normal? It's part of yeah. life. Yeah. It's part of the the process of being able to meet someone and be able to share in life and in love and in and in body and in spirit and understand um, and feel comfortable about yeah. it it's yeah. part with, of the human experience with us and our girls our girls we were open book with our girls we never really hid or you know if they came in and heard certain music playing they were like oh don't <laughs> Can't buy, go there. Yeah, let me guess the song <laughs> let's get it on <laughs> enigma uh, enigma <laughs> you hear Nickma playing, don't knock on the door. But no, but our girls grew up that it was constant. We never really hit anything. We discussed stuff with them to the point where they're comfortable enough that they're like, um, you know, the kids are coming to a certain age. Don't talk to them about that. I want to do it. You know, so yeah. they'll let us know. Right. Because we're, you know, if the kids ask us, we never say, ask your mom. Right. It's a, it's a teachable moment. Yeah. And, and I, I, we've had it. My sister-in-law, her daughter was 15. And my sister-in-law would not have any conversations with her, even proper hygiene, you know? And my wife and I had to sit down and be like, listen, you, you know, you're a young lady now. You you hit certain things in your life where, you know, if you walk by me and you smell like onions, girl, you need a shower. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just proper hygiene. And my sister-in-law wouldn't address it because she felt uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So my wife had to sit down with my niece and be like, listen, when certain things happen, you have to do X, Y, and Z. So that's you actually know? a really good point that you bring up. So I'm going to pose a question yeah. to you. So you literally said, you know, uh, your daughter said, don't talk to them about this. I want to do it. So if your, you know, grandkids come up to you and ask you a pointed question about, sexuality, cleaning, whatever it is, how then do you address it so that it's not shameful, but points them in the direction they, that your daughter wants them to go? Like to Well, I, the thing is, I don't know which way they want it to go. I could only give them the information that, that I know to be correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if, it, if it's a delicate situation, I'll probably tell them, well, maybe you and I need to sit down and have a talk with mom. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that she's also included if it's if it's a sensitive yeah. issue but you know cleaning stuff like that i think you know yeah for the boys anyway um for me i'm the only male figure in the house so if they're gonna get it for somebody it's gonna be for me yeah. mom's not gonna know you know what what they're right. going through what's happening you know she freaked out what was it like three four weeks ago my my oldest grandson already started sprouting hair yeah. <laughs> pubes and she's like, oh, my God, I saw. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. And I was like, what? There's nothing to do. Nothing it's to gross. do. It's going to grow. It's going to grow, girl. That's it. And, and he's God. a little bear as it is. He he grew. He was born with a full head of hair. Yeah. This kid had a fro when he was born. 
<laughs> so I'm like, and he's going to get a lot hairier. <laughs> right. You know, and she's like, oh my God. And what am I going to tell him? I was like, no, when he takes a shower, just make sure you tell him he needs to wash correctly so he right. doesn't stink. Yeah. You know, if you can smell yourself, other people can smell you. Right. You know, but it's just having the. the but that's the thing. Sometimes we get comfortable in our funk. Yeah. And people, well, you won't smell it yourself, but other people will walk by and be like, eh, you stink. You stink. Yeah. You need to go. I'm real, I'm real self. I'm real self-conscious about that. Right. You know, so to me, and I'm like that with my girls, too, is, you know, that time of the period. That's one thing that's the worst thing. That time of the, the month that when their period comes down. I could tell the day comes down and I'm like, you need to make sure. And they're like, please, I know what, Yeah. <laughs> but it's just me. I've been around women so long. It's like, I can tell, like I can smell the shit from a mile away. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. So, so I had a second, I have a second cousin and she is married. She has two boys. And one of the boys we think is going to play for our team or play for our community in some way. Right. And uh, she asked me one time, she's like, what do I do if he brings it up to me? And I, I looked at her and I was like, well, I'm always here for you if you want to bring me into the conversation. But mainly when it, when and if they come to you, just make sure they know that whatever it is, it's okay. And that there are resources for you to share with him. If you can't answer their question, let them know that you love them, support them either way. But that there are people in the family that can help you out. Yep. That have more information than I do. Right. Yeah. You know Not I mean? only that, I mean, just know if you're a parent listening to the show for the first time, there are resources, as you said out there. Most places around the U.S. I Don't mean, let them yes. listen to our show, though. Right. <laughs> Most places uh, in the U.S. have um, LGBTQ plus centers that has programming for youth that will allow them to learn about not only themselves, but our community, what options they have, what resources they have, um, you know, a plethora of different, you know, different uh, available options for them um, in regards to learning about, um, you know, sex in a healthy way um, that will allow them to grow into a person that can, you know, yeah. You know, just yeah, learn. And, and again, because uh, I used to do the youth group at the New Haven Pride Center mm -hmm. years ago, you know, having a conversation about sex isn't always about you need to use a condom. We always also also discuss abstinence. Yeah. Right. Hey, you're at an age where it's fun to explore, but maybe you should wait a year or two or, you know, till you understand things better. It, that's the other thing that you, you know, when the subject of sex comes up, Oh my God, my baby's going to be screwing around with, no, that, I mean, and, and the centers isn't about here, you're going to have sex regardless. You know, we always try to teach abstinence as well, just because, I mean, kids are curious right. and they want to know. And usually they'll go to someone else, like a counselor or someone else, because they're afraid to talk to mom and dad. Mm -hmm. But same as you, I had a cousin that reached out. She's like, my daughter came out. I don't know what to do. I said, girl, what do you mean when you don't know what to do? We cool as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, talk to her. Let her know you're okay. And then she goes, no, we, you know, I just don't know how to, how to address it or how to move forward with it. I just send a bunch of shit information and reach out to here, reach out to there. The youth group, glad, um, um, true colors. Mm -hmm. I send her a plethora of information. I was right. like, if you need to sit down and talk, let me know. We'll, you know, 
But she took all the information and she's diligent. She did all her research. Right. She did, you know, mm-hmm. and she was like, thank you. I appreciated this. This information helped out a lot. Yeah. You, you know, know? It's two of the most important <clears throat> phrases that you can ever tell anyone, whether they're a child, whether they're a young um, adult or an adult, when they come with you or come at you with something that you may not understand um, or you weren't ready for is, okay, I may help. What do you need me to do? Right. Mm-hmm. You're asking me about something. What are your expectations of me? And let's, let's discuss it together and see where, where we, where we can go. Right. And then, you know, believe it or not, the internet is an amazing resource. We have literally in our hands, twenty four seven because this thing is glued to our bodies at this point. I, I eventually it'll probably be in, in embedded, like, in, embedded our in our skin somehow. Um you have an opportunity to Google and come up with a lot of, you know, options. Make sure that you know you investigate further on your sources. But it is very easy today to find the answers to a lot of the questions that your kids are asking you Support if groups. you simply take yeah. the time to just search for it yeah and the only thing i would say that kind of button up this conversation because i know you have something else you want to talk about is that throughout this entire conversation i think it was very you know elaborate and expansive from the original topic but but the goal of this conversation was removing stigmas of 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 what certain things mean in in our cultures and in and in our communities. And I think having these conversations will help us then eventually over time remove those stigmas and it really starts at home. Right. Yes. Right. It really does. And so we hope that you take the information that we've shared with you today and our conversation with a very, very small grain of salt and, um, and do something good with it because I think uh, it's beneficial. So, all right. We beat that horse to death. Yeah. Also, uh, we should probably call Curtis Ingram for being a (coughs) champion and calling out a sister. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Ingram. Yes. You go, Um, Kurt. All right. So um, as we know, talking more about, you know, gay things, uh, marriage equality was passed in 2015. Um, You know, it was uh, June 27th, 2015. The Supreme Court ruled that marriage equality was the law of the land, period. Since then. Thousands and thousands, millions of Americans um, have entered into same-sex unions um, or into partnerships with uh, people who they love. Um, However, as we know, we do have a lot of um, nation, uh, individual um, reservations and nations nations. or first nations that don't um, typically have to abide by a lot of the laws that the U.S. enact as part of us being uh, this massive United States of America. And the Navajo Nation is one of those nations. So uh, in, uh, in 2005, the Navajo, the Navajo passed the Diné Marriage Act, which, by the way, if you don't know what Diné is, Diné is actually the name of the Navajo. Navajo is actually very offensive for a lot of Navajo uh, Indians. You've, yeah, you've said this before. They call this, themselves Diné. Um, so in 2005, they passed the Diné Marriage Act prohibiting members uh, from entering into same-sex marriages. Currently, queer Navajo couples who receive marriage licenses from their prospective states 
won't have their unions recognized within their um, nations. However, legislation sponsored by Navajo Council uh, Council Delegate Eugene So uh, in late March seeks to change that by repealing or adding gender-neutral sections to the Marriage Act. Uh, with an estimated 173,000 members, the Navajo Nation is one of the largest tribal groups in the country that doesn't allow for its same-sex couples to share the same benefits as their straight counterparts, including health care and shared properties. In the Navajo legislative process, a five-day public hearing uh, for comments period was held uh, for the proposed bill from March 22nd through the 27th, and about 90 people wrote in with comments. Out of those 90 people, um, it says here 49 of them commented uh, that made comments were in favor to recognize same-sex marriages, while 36 of them were opposed. This is um, interesting to me. And the reason why I say it's interesting to me because it has historically been known that uh, Indian tribes, Native American Indian tribes in the U.S. have historically recognized any um, a gender outside of your typical norms of male and female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two spirits. Right. And so it, 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 when I read this, I was like, oh, my God, well, this takes me aback because you see how, for example, you could have a traditional belief of understanding what the what the ability to have two spirits is yet still be against the union of someone's love yeah um but if this if should this be successful this is a really good opportunity for for the Dene people to jumpstart or come into this you know thing that we have been able to participate ourselves in since 2015 mm-hmm. and that is the the ability to marry the person you love mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it goes beyond that. But I, I I think that I think that you're right. I think when we look at the um, way uh, Native Americans um, look at gender, and there's generally four to five different types of gender, um, whether it's feminine, feminine, masculine, or uh, feminine man, or masculine woman or two spirits, um, however you like to look at it, I think that there's something really special about that. And I think that we, as a westernized culture, can learn from um, the historic concept of what, um, of how how the Navajo um, historically identified or looked at gender in general. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think right. it's great. And I think that... They're approaching it in a great way by right. adding adding this third uh, gender, but um, I also right. think that as a whole, our culture can look at it in a in a great more um, expansive way. Right, and you know, also noting here too that um, I was reading is the fact that they're using a lot of their um, their people that are part of the organizations, uh, the the faith or the the faith organizations actually spread the 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 word around that this is happening um, for them to you know make a decision on something that's so impactful. But it's also worth noting that while the Navajo Nation or the Dene people have banned same-sex marriage, it does allow for pride celebrations. The nation has also enacted an Equality Act, which prohibits discrimination based on gender and sexuality, which is important to mention. So, you know, the question here is, will they allow people... Um, 
who happened to be part of the same gender to go into some sort of um, recognized bank. marriage, right. basically. I mean, and 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 that's a. I think those are changes we're going to see coming. I mean, we look at again. Navajo or First Nations leaders, a lot of them are very advanced in their age, right? Right. <clears throat> so again, you have those old school beliefs that are still in play, right. which would lead to these to these restrictions, right? right? But like many but cultures, so, yeah, these old school leaders that eventually will, you know, pass on into the next life, um, like have young, instilled yeah. a very, very, very strong cultural, um teaching to the young ones that are coming up and so while we may see change it still might take time yes yes so, and that's what i was getting to too you know there will be change it will take time um because they they don't stray much from their from their cultures right. you know um, as far as beliefs and teachings um it's always it's always been the way <laughs> so right. kind of the Maldoran mandalorian type you know and, and this is the way you right. know so it, um even though I, I do have hopes that there will be changes and hopefully sooner than later, um, there's definitely um, some changes that will occur in due time. You know, what's also interesting is that the introduction of anti-gender fluidity was introduced by Christian missionaries um, and the U.S. federal government, specifically through the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Interesting. Interesting. And it's also worth noting, too, that while their marriages aren't recognized in the First Nations and in their uh, prospective territories, uh, members of either the Dene people or any other of the First Nations, if they get married in, in their prospective states, their marriage is recognized at the state level. It just doesn't apply to their um, prospective tribes and their, their um, what, what would they call them, their territories? I, I believe so. Right. I'm not sure. And so um, it, it was just, for me, it's a very intriguing story. I'm always fascinated about, you know, um, different cultures and different peoples, and especially peoples that have been here longer than any of us and any of our ancestors who are still, for whatever reason, you know, uh, pushing this narrative that, you know, we can't allow uh, immigrants into this country when we literally just stole the fucking land. But anyway, um. I think that's all I have. That's that. It's a good show. I have a good conversation. So Absolutely. we are, um, again, thankful for your listenership and for your patronage. And so we're going to move on and wrap things up. So I'm going to toss it over to my children. I'm going to call them my children. Um, before we wrap up, can we talk about the, the post that you posted for my birthday? <laughs> sure. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was cute. Yes. So this is what he posted on my, on my, time, on my timeline okay, for my birthday. Now. You posted it. Go to your Facebook. Uh, She's nasty. <laughs> I love her, though. No, I posted it on your page, though, Tom. Okay, fine. Let me go pull it up. So, here's what the queen said. Um, Here it is. Once upon a time, a prince, me, met a unique and slightly older queen, Tom, and they quickly became close friends. The prince is extremely grateful for all the fun times and adventures they, that ensued with the queen and looks forward to making many, many more great memories with the queen and, of course, 
unicorns, and rainbows. Happy birthday, queen. Thank you, love. I cute. thought that was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Made me laugh, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's... Uh, it, it wasn't as nice as... Mine was very short and, cu- and cute. Happy birthday to my sis from another miss. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Yep. I got a lot of amazing birthday messages, so thank you all for the love. I'm just um, gonna keep expanding upon the yeah the queen. <laughs> no, yeah. the the um fairy tale. Hello, fairy tale. Right. So the next chapter is when we get old and queen. I saw you like you know on your knees down the woods somewhere. Queen Once upon a time, blah 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 blah. She now long, no longer has hair. <laughs> <laughs> she no longer has her. I'm gonna fucking kill her. She's gonna kill but you. she wears that crown well. I sure do. All right, so um, why don't we move on to on this day in gay history? Uh, Jay, did you find one for today? No, we'll use the one we got. But but we, we have do an have an update on last week. We left uh, everybody on a cliffhanger. On a cliffhanger because we got cut short. Um, so last week's was about the two men in England, was it? Right. One was a plasterer, and the other one was I forgot. <laughs> you remember that? They're, they're, a coachman and a plasterer. Yeah. Right. William so, Smith and the Theodos Theodosis the, Reed. Theodosis. Theodosis. So uh, they were saying that uh, I guess it ended. It was saying that one of them was hit in the head by a rock, and it ended. And we got cut short. We couldn't read the rest so of the come, message. Yeah, but I found that, and unfortunately, he did pass. <laughs> from, so like, he I'm died. At it. He died. <laughs> <laughs> And the other person was uh, severely injured, and he was taken down from from the stakes, and he also succumbed to his injuries eventually. And they ended up passing, uh, I guess, uh, uh, changing some of the ways they were doing stuff. Yeah. And, right. uh, and to reiterate, was, this was in 1780. Right, so it's no longer a cliffhanger. It's, it's no longer. They died. But we wanted to let you guys know, because right. <laughs> we went nuts trying to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And then oh, this week, this one's short and sweet, I guess. Yeah, but I'm going to just put it on hold, because Tom skipped Mama Kim's Minute. So <laughs> I was actually going to, oh, okay, so let's, let's jump into Mama Kim's Minute. Let me give her some love, this princess. All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, a state attacks LGBTQ students, Maryland law protecting kids advancing in legislature. Read that again. A A state state attack LGBTQ plus students. as states attack. Got it. Missed that part. (laughs) All right. As states attack LGBTQ... That's why I paused at the end. I was like, I'm confused. Um, As states attack LGBTQ students, Maryland law protecting kids advances in legislature. Number two, after more than a decade of of photographing queer kids on the journey of self-discovery, Lindsay Morris advises, let them lead the way. Right. So in other words, he's retiring, I think. Some some something to that nature. Yeah. Those stories will be posted on tonight's post. You can click on the links on the links on the links. You can click on the links and read them for yourselves. And now we're going to move on to on this day in gay history, and that's brought to you by our good dear friend Jay. So Jay, take it away. Thank you. And on this day in gay history, when 1965 in the good U.S. of A, 29 demonstrators from the East Coast. Homophile Organization, or ECHO, picketed the United Nations in New York City. Do why? We know why? I don't know why. That's that's homophilia. Uh, I think another another cliffhanger. Cliffhanger till right. We'll get back to you next week. Yeah. No. <laughs> we that was that's all we got on this one. It was very short and yeah. non-descriptive. 
Okay, well, that's that. All right, well, ladies and gents. It's just a tip. Just a tip. We gave you just a tip. All right, you have homework for find out what happened. I guess so. they picketed. Why? Why were they picketing? I want to know why. Yeah. I want to understand. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. If you love the show, make sure that you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your um, web browser or your favorite device as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation. Those donations can be collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. And now I'm going to toss it over to um, Mm. nobody. Next week we have, I don't know. Still working on that. We might have a guest yeah, uh, well, a we friend might. might come and sit with us yes. uh, on the show to talk about, you know, just shoot the shit. And shoes. Uh, and shoes. And, <laughs> and, shoes? and shoes? Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's and that. um, That's how I remember him. Uh, oh, left. Oh, left and right. Left. Oh. Left and I wonder right. if, he, if he if he would be willing to tell that story. Uh, yeah, we are know. not talking about that on yeah, the show. No. Yeah. yeah, hard pass. Anyway, um, so I guess we're moving forward. Yes, we are. And now, here is Nick with your weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we're talking about the future method. Trash. Thank you. All right, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula, oh my God, gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. I was choking that entire time. Am I rubbing off on you? Maybe. Okay. Are you good, girl? Yeah. Okay, so I guess it's time to put a ring on it. Yes. So. From your boyfriend's boyfriend. From your boyfriend's boyfriend. Here we go. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under the podcast, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. You can find us on social media, Facebook, GayTalk 2.0, Instagram, GayTalk 2.0, Twitter at GayTalk20. You can email us at GayTalk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom, Give it a try. I really have to steam that flag. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gents, uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the contact us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. Or um, you can call us and leave us a voicemail with any questions you may have. That phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Bye. Twice. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.